Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 570, coming to you on the 22nd of January, the year of our Lord, 2024. And today we're going to do a McKinney Monday. Before we get there, let me remind you the best way you can help me continue to make a difference, to get the word out. Quite frankly, to be a beacon of encouragement, when if at all possible I can be, and calling them like I see them. That's right. Independent media is a dying breed, but we're going to do what we can to keep fighting the good fight here. Before we get to the meat of the show, let me again state the obvious. I'm asking you, follow me, join my page, you know, hit the bell icon, for sign up for notifications, whatever. That's what makes the difference. It doesn't matter what uh, podcatcher that you're on, whatever one works for you is great. I'm on almost all of them. But when you follow the show, you get those updates. You get that uh, show sent out to you. You can't depend on what's happening. And I'm going to give you some evidence, direct evidence that here in just a second. And secondarily, um, the social media stuff, right? I have a page and I have a group over at Facebook. I drop in over at Gab and me, we, I have a presence there. I, I don't spend a lot of time there just because I haven't found it worth the, uh, time. Doesn't mean that it doesn't count. Doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. I just, I haven't found the justification just yet. And at least for the time being, most of this material is still available through YouTube. It's basically an audio program. Why do I bring this to your attention? Why does this matter? Well, I've been asking you to rate a review. I've been asking you to follow and join the team, right? At the page or the group. Last week, I had two shows back to back. There were at roughly a thousand downloads per episode. Friday's episode, which I thought was pretty darn good. It was a five for Friday. And according to <laughs> my pod bean, I have 10 downloads. I find that extremely difficult to believe. It makes no sense to me. And I've had these anomalies going on for several weeks now where I'll have, let's say, between 600 and 1,000 downloads on multiple episodes. And then I'll have this anomaly episode that has 24 or 10 or 40 or whatever, double digits. And I haven't seen that for well over a year. It makes zero sense unless somebody or something or an algorithm is biting me in the backside. Now I imagine it might have something to do with the topics of the day, but I don't have any proof and it doesn't make any sense. So what I would ask you to do, this is episode 570. I'd ask you to pause, go back and find episode 569, which came out on the 19th. Do me a solid and download it. I want you to listen, of course, because I don't do these episodes for no reason. I, it's not that I, you know, <laughs> that I don't value your time. It is, but I'm wondering if something's going on. And if, if you do me a solid, you've listened to this episode or you're in the process of listening to this episode, go back and download that episode and let me see what happens. I mean, I want you to listen to it. Yes, of course. But if that's not a topic that interests you or it's, you know, you don't have zero interest in, you know, Abbott, Colin, GOP, the, uh, Trump or, um, get another war or term limits. I get it. Maybe, but even still, I would expect a few hundred downloads. It makes no sense. Something's going on. So this is my workaround because if they're actually listening to the content, 
Well, that would explain why they block it. If they're just doing it off the keywords, okay, then that explains why it got uh, demoted or whatever the term is. But it's an experiment, okay? Do me a solid here. Help me out. All right. Today's episode, McKinney Monday. Here we go. So apparently uh, last week, there was a fire that took place down by Town Lake. Now, if you don't live in McKinney, Texas, the best way that I can explain it to you is it is a man-made lake fed by a creek and it's a, it's a nice little park. It's, it's actually quite nice and it's right off the freeway, right across the street from one of the high schools and it's got a bunch of baseball fields and water balls. And I got to tell you, as of this recording, I don't know exactly what building burned down. And honestly, I wasn't even going to really talk about this, but somebody pointed out this might be related to another lingering issue we've been dealing with here in McKinney. So I'm going to talk about it in the most basic terms because it's a valid point. And and I hope this person's wrong. And I hope that it was just a tragic accident or something failed, but let us consider a possibility. And, and again, I'm not saying this to trash the city. I'm not saying this to point the blame at any one specific person. I believe that in all likelihood, when it's proved out, it will be probably a combination of factors or it could be wrong. So we're just going to talk about this in the possibility, the possibility that there were some homeless people that were looking for shelter. And then they took some steps to create heat. Cause let's face it. The last several weeks, it's been cold, unpleasant, you know, for McKinney, Texas. Now, occasionally we get the few days where it goes uh, sub 30. Last week, we had a number of days that were sub 20. And this week, we're still going to have a few more days where it's in the low 30s and rainy and sleety out. So we expect that people are going to need shelter. We expect that people get desperate in those times. And this has been a big challenge for Collin County, for McKinney. We don't have the easy play here where we just ship them over to California, which apparently was all the vogue. Not unlike what uh, the governor's been doing with shipping illegal aliens to uh, blue states. But the fact of the matter is, these are people. They deserve a certain amount of dignity, a certain amount of care and respect. And while a good number of them without doubt are damaged. What I mean by that is they have either mental illness or some kind of infirmity that puts them in a situation that they're stuck in. But because we care about people, we, we care about the least of these. We have to offer something. We have to do something. And I'm fully aware that the consequences are, you're probably going to end up with more of the problem because when you reward in scare quotes there, when you take care of issues, people tend to find more issues and they, they tend to find more justification. I get all of that, but at a certain point we have to also realize that people need to be protected. People need to be treated with a certain amount of respect. And I don't think that it's a good look. I don't think it's a good idea to leave people out to potentially freeze when we don't need to. Now, I would say the city owns a number of facilities 
that could have been set up for some form of shelter over the cold, sleety weather that we have had. We, we could have done that. Um, I would say that there's a potential that the county might have been able to do that. I would like to think there was a private entity out there uh, that would do that on their own. But let's face it, when you're dealing with a lot of these folks, they don't trust anybody. They don't want to be taken care of. And quite frankly, the reason some of these people live on the streets is they don't want the handout. They want to be their independent nature. I mean, granted, their choice of independent nature is probably not what we you know, the normal tax paying middle-class people would do, but to a certain extent, I got to respect what they want, what their desires are. But on the flip side, especially those folks with mental illness or worse yet, we have veterans that are in this mix, right? And they have, whether it's uh, PTSD or some other, you know, combat induced infirmity, or even just, you know, the after effects that aren't necessarily induced by combat, but they're just altered. I especially care about those guys. I especially want to do things for those, you know, women and men that served, but we don't know. And it's, it's really easy to dismiss them. It's really easy to want to kick them to the curb. It's really easy uh, to refer to them as cockroaches. I don't feel that way, but, but I know people that do and I get it. And as an analogy, and it's unfortunate, it's not a way I would want to think of other humans or other people that live in this country, but I get it. I understand where their head is at on that stuff. So the question is, if this occurred because of that situation, how might we remedy that going forward? What might we do to take care of the least of these? Now, I'd like to believe that with the multiple churches that we have in town, that they could each take in three or four people and care for them over the, you know, bad weather. I would like to believe that barring that, the county or the city has some kind of facility that is not currently in use or not susceptible to, let's call it, um, being damaged. Even if it's a warehouse, it's got a dry space and some heat. And I got to be honest, if you're used to sleeping in the park, that's probably a step up. So let, let's let's not say if we're not giving them the Ritz that we don't care for them. But on the flip side, a lot of these folks, they just don't want to be bothered. They don't want to be messed with. They have their own version of their own independence. So this is a tough spot. Where do we go? What do we do? And I will say this, and and, and it kind of strikes a chord for me because Again, we're going off an assumption here, and we know what assumptions do, and, and it it may or may not be related, but just on the possibility that's related, and on the possibility that's going on, and let's be honest with each other, we see these folks out and about in town. We, we see them off the freeways. We know they exist. M- many of them would just soon be left alone and disappear. There's not a really good option here for them. So I'm asking you, rather than have a tragic accident occur, which in this supposition was caused by folks looking to warm up, could we do something different, something better? And I'm not suggesting we put them in the library. That's a foolish idea in my opinion, but there's got to be other options. 
I just don't know what they are. And, and the thing is, a guy like me, a guy that's right of center, that's outspoken, I have no ability to communicate with somebody at my own city that's willing to listen and has the authority to do something because of my, let's call it baggage, right? And I imagine there's not a whole lot of people that are right of center like me that have a heart for this situation that will speak on it publicly, but here I am. So I'll say this. I have my issues with my mayor. I have, I have issues with, I guess, potentially more than one person at the city council or the uh, city leadership. At least one of them's now been, you know, termed out. So I had hope we have, you know, two new guys on the city council that got their heads on straight that seem to want to do what's best for the city. Uh, We've got one other guy that's clearly left of center, but is open-minded and wants to work and takes care of his constituents. So that's three votes that maybe we could come up with something better than what we're dealing with right now. So again, not wanting to point fingers because I know there's a whole lot going on here. And again, based off of a supposition, if this is really truly what happened, or if it's related to that, could we do better? Can we do better? Do we have a semi-abandoned building that is structurally sound that we could put these folks up in this circumstance until we come up with a better solution? Do we have something somewhere where somebody could step up to the plate and say, you know what? I own this property. I'm willing to let them use it for the time being until we can come up with a better solution. Whether that's a private entity, a church or, or the county, I don't know. But what we're doing now potentially isn't working. It isn't, it isn't looking out for the least of these. Now, yes, I realize we give out lots of goodies and we, we give lots of benefits out to people that quite frankly, probably don't deserve it. But at this point, these folks apparently aren't even taking advantage of that. And it's because of either mental illness or defect, or perhaps they just want to be left alone. Again, that it's a challenge. It's a challenge. If you've got a suggestion, short of shooing them to another part of town or another city or another state, I'd like to hear it. I, I think this is good feedback. I, I think we, this is something I'd like to have a forum on at some point in this year. But with the uh, major election cycle, a lot of people are going to tune out. They're not going to be willing to invest in this. And I, and I think that's bad. I think that's a shame. I, I brought this up in 2019. I've mentioned it in 2021. I brought it up again in part in 2023, and here we are approaching five years later, and we still haven't really dealt with the issue. But then again, that is what government does, right? They, they don't solve the issue. They just perpetuate it so they can increase their power. I would really like to think there's a church or several churches or a private organization that would want to step in and do something here. But again, I have no control over that. It's just a suggestion. All right. And I wanted to throw a few minutes follow-up on a slightly related topic, the issue of term limits. Now, I I know I spent some time talking about this on my five for Friday, so I'm going to try not to duplicate what I did there. But I think it bears repeating in part. If you're given an eight-year term to serve at the city council. And if you serve that and do everything that you can 
you should be able to retire or step back knowing that you accomplished a great many things or that if you didn't get certain things done, there was a very good reason for it. So that leads me to a possible conclusion here. If you didn't get enough time, does that mean you were a failure? Not necessarily. If it's that you just don't want to give up the power or the control or perceived power or control is maybe the problem you and not the term limits or we the people. If you left something undone or a major accomplishment and you are fearful that somebody else following you can't or won't follow through with what your plans are, does that mean that maybe they weren't on board in the first place, that maybe they were uh, cooperating with you under duress? I think these are all fair questions. I mean, we, we know that they have term limits on the president for a reason. Now, I kind of go back and forth as to whether or not I support term limits. I, I can see value of having it and value of not having it. And currently, the current city council doesn't believe they actually, in fact, have term limits because all they have to do is switch positions and continue to run again and again and again, which is a convenient little loophole they left for themselves, according to the city attorney. And let's not get started on the city attorney. But let me ask you. At a certain point, all these guys need to get changed out. We need to bring in new blood. We need to bring in a new vision, if you will, that adapts as time goes by. Just because something was a good idea 10 years ago or eight years ago doesn't mean that now it is. And if you continue to go on the same old, same old, nothing ever changes, nothing ever improves or adjusts for time. Now, I find it particularly interesting that several of the incumbents that aren't even up or haven't even been termed out are all for this. And, and I don't know if it's because they don't think they're up to leading. I don't know if it's because they like just defaulting to the people that have already been there or if they're looking to feather their own nest later on. I, I don't know. I don't know what the motivation is. But again, when you take this role to go, quote, serve the community, you're given eight years to do it. And the expectation is by we, the people, that eight years is enough time. That, that in eight years, you're going to be able to change or alter the direction slightly and improve a few things and move on. So the question is, why don't want, they want to move on? What is it that is so God awful important that they think they're the only ones that know how things should be done? And if that's the case, could that be that they haven't taken the time and effort to invest in their replacement? They don't have a succession plan. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want new people in. I don't want people handpicking their replacements. We've seen that happen in the past to, let's say, little success. I mean, they were successful, but it didn't necessarily benefit the city per se. I would like better options. I would like other options, but that necessitates people willing to set aside their own personal ambition, their own personal self-importance and look at the bigger picture. I'm not saying these people don't want to serve. I'm just saying that perhaps they could look for a different avenue to serve. It's not, they're the ones that keep saying that, well, you're not engaged and you're not serving. Well, here's the thing. And this does go directly back to point one here. When you're being told 
We have zero interest in you, right of center people, coming and getting involved. We have zero interest in, quote, unquote, our political enemies having any say or any influence over city and what happens here. Of course we're not serving. I I find it ironic that they pick and choose their partners and prop them up and promote them and then dismiss us as not counting because we're not serving in that way. But I know a great number of people that have chosen to serve in other ways, whether it's at the county, whether it's at the state boards, whether it's um, just doing things with their church or their schools, but because you didn't do it in the way that a couple elected officials think that you ought to have done it, you're clearly not qualified. You're not appropriate. You don't count. Well, that's awfully awfully ridiculous, demeaning, and short-sighted, if you want my opinion. So going forward, I, I would certainly conclude that I don't want anybody that's done nothing ever and never been involved put in a position of authority and power when they have no idea what's going on in that situation or similar situations. But on the flip side, when you have somebody that's you know, volunteered in other areas and then stepped up to the plate and put their name in the hat, if you will, but they were dismissed because of, let's call it their political enemy doesn't want to give them a foot in the door. Who's to blame? Whose fault is it? I mean, don't get me wrong. When I volunteered or put my hat in the ring, I I knew full well what the outcome was, but I just wanted to be able to say, Hey, I tried. I've served on two county level boards. I serve on different boards with the with the uh, Republican Party and different um, committees. I, I've done things through my church. I've done things through other civic organizations, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm more qualified than the other person. I just don't have an avenue to do certain things for the city that I live in. And again, I own my part of that I, willingly so, but Let me ask you, if my kids go to a different school district, how is it fair to require me or expect of me to have served in the school district that I currently reside in? I mean, I was a band dad. I I was part of the band boosters. Does that count? Does that matter? Going to every football game for four years, well, maybe every football game for every four years, including numerous uh, band competitions. Does that matter? Does that count? Does, Does the fundraising done? I mean... Really, who makes this decision? Who who gets to determine what value somebody else put into anything? Well, apparently it's a few elected officials that, quite frankly, control access. This is another reason why perhaps term limits are a good function. That you every so often change out the people that are acting like gatekeepers and won't let other people get involved. Just saying, I'm less concerned about a specific individual being elected and more concerned about what, uh, what is it that they accomplish while they're in office or better yet? What is it that they're preventing from happening while they're in office? Those are things that ought to be concerning to all of us. And it's really easy to make it about an R or a D or a leftist or a progressive or uber conservative or whatever pejorative you want to throw in there. But if we're supposed to be looking at the greater good, if we're supposed to be looking at the best outcome for the city that we live in, some of that's supposed to transcend the politics. Some of that's supposed to matter over and above 
what somebody's affiliation is. I see it happen in Plano. I see it happen in Allen, for better or for worse. But apparently in McKinney, eh, unless you kowtow to a few individuals, you're not qualified. You're not capable of serving. And that's disappointing. But I also realize that's the way it is for now. So I would tell you, if you're right of center, if you're interested, your opportunity to serve goes beyond the boards and committees that serve the city. Do your church, do your county, do some other civic organization, be involved, make a difference. If for no other reason than those organizations have a voice at the city level or at the county level. I'm not even going to sit here and tell you what you need to do or how you should do it, just that you can do it. And if it's something that's worth your time, whether you're in McKinney, Texas, Terrell, Texas, or I don't know, Dover, Delaware, everything that you do and think matters and you need to act like it does. Don't let these people bully you. Don't let them dismiss your interest. Don't let them cut you out from being involved. Every little bit matters. Speaking of little bits that matters, the school McKinney ISD, their school district has yet another meeting tonight, the 21st, or I'm sorry, the 22nd of January, the year of our Lord, 2024. And I'm not sure what's all on the agenda. And quite frankly, I didn't really get to a whole lot of school board meetings after about July of last year. This is not my forte. This is not my preference. I have a friend that serves on the McKinney ISD board. And he is under constant assault by the other board members because he doesn't tow their line and constant assault by my elected mayor, who apparently has a lot of spare time to go call other people names. But the fact of the matter is you're supposed to have differences of opinions. You're supposed to have discussions. You're supposed to consider other options when you're in a position of authority and direction of others. And it's really sad and disturbing all at the same time that the school district gets trained by TASB and they tell you you're a team of eight and you're supposed to defer to the superintendent that you hired basically on everything. But what happens when you've got a superintendent that quite frankly is perhaps over their head or isn't a subject matter expert on this, that, or the other thing, or is brand new, you're supposed to guide, you're supposed to confirm what's being done, but you as a member of the school board have the final say and to pretend that you don't or to pretend there's no problems or to pretend things that are bad that have happened are these weird things that we know nothing about and they've, why? Just be transparent. This is what happened. This is what we did to fix it. This is how we made these other people whole. These are the right things that have occurred. These are all the successes we've had. These are some shortcomings and this is what we're doing. But apparently our current superintendent hasn't done that either. He he has no goals going forward. Of course, I'm getting the second and or third hand. So don't take my word for it. Like everything else I've ever said when this show started, this show is based off of my opinion and my understanding of things doesn't mean that I'm always going to be right, but it does mean I'm going to come out and tell you about it so that you can do your own research. You can get involved and you can find out, did I get it right? Did I get part right? Or did I get it wrong? And if I got it wrong, that's on you to come back and tell me, hey, Callis, you missed this, Stephen. You could have done this better, or this is really what's going on here. These are some important additional details. If you're not going to do that, you don't get to slander me. You don't get to come after me and say I suck, even though you might think it, until you can prove it out. 
And I'm really careful. I try so hard to stay objective and be even handed and fair and not just resort to, you know, the name calling that sometimes would be justified, by the way, and try and give you more. And try and give you pro and cons to various situations and various issues and try and give people the benefit of the doubt and try and say that maybe there's something else going on here that we don't know about because that's the right thing to do. The whole world doesn't work that way though. The whole world doesn't see things the way I do. They don't believe in necessarily being fair-minded or even-handed, but that's okay. I am who I am and I'm going to continue to do what I think is the right thing. So I'm encouraging you, if you don't know what's going on or you have questions, you have an opportunity. The school district has their meeting tonight. Go and visit. Set aside the partisan stuff that's going to go on because it will happen. Just like every other meeting, there's always some partisan people that are going to be there to prove a point or to, to make a state or level an accusation or a counter accusation or whatever. But you need to be willing to sift through that because you know what? There's a whole lot of truth in there. There's a whole lot of things in there that you need to know to understand what's going on. And guess what? Yeah, progressives, Democrats, they actually do get things right on occasion. And actually what I have found is sometimes they even diagnose the problem correctly. It's a shock. I know the problem is, is their solutions to the problem often make matters worse. And I don't know why that is other than maybe the problem was caused on purpose so that they could impose a solution, which would in fact only increase their power. But then again, I don't know that, (laughs) but again, trying to be gracious, trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, expecting that not everybody is going to agree with me a hundred percent. You got to have these conversations. You've got to be willing to go and talk to people. I've done that. I encourage you my listeners, you, the people that hear me to take the time and invest in it, pick one thing that's important to you and get involved, pick one action that you can do to make a difference. And if we all do something, things will improve. Now I saw a clip from network over the weekend. And and if you don't know what network is, it's a movie takes, uh, I think it was made in 1976. And basically the anchor of this news broadcast essentially loses it. He goes mad for lack of a better term, but he gives a very, very insightful, really and accusational and aggressive monologue calling everything out as he sees it. Now, again, going back, I don't necessarily agree with all the things that he says, but the fact that it was said and the fact that it was aggressive and telling people, if you want to fix it, you've got to get mad. There's a lot of truth in that. There is. You've got to get motivated. I can come here every day and tell you different things that are happening and different things that you ought to do, but you're not going to do anything until you get mad. (laughs) Yeah, until you get mad, but really until you get motivated. Some people get motivated by different things, but let's be honest. Anger is a good motivation. Now, I don't want people running around half-cocked, angry all the time and... (laughs) being equally abusive, I want them to be motivated and to do productive things with their anger. And the Bible talks about, you know, it's okay to get angry, but don't sin, right? Don't act out on that anger. Okay. So that seems fair, right? Let these things that are happening or not happening motivate you by being upset, by being angry, but go and do something positive with it. Make a positive change. I don't care if you donate your time, your money, whatever, whatever works for you. Invest your skills into improving something. 
The time is now. There's there's no going back and things aren't looking better really anywhere. And yeah, okay, Trump might get the nomination. Trump might win. But that only addresses the problem in D.C. That does nothing in McKinney, Texas. That does nothing in Austin, Texas. There are many other things that are going on that we, the people, can address. We, the people, can improve. Trump is not your salvation, and he's not going to make a difference after his term is over, quite frankly. Not he himself. Some of his policies might. Some of his appointments might. We've seen that happen in the Supreme Court. But at the end of the day, he's got four more years to maybe do some things, assuming he wins. And if you're putting all your eggs in that basket, I can assure you, you're going to be disappointed. And I'm looking forward to Trump basically saying, look, I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm going to do all this good stuff and I'm going to get rid of all these, you know, people here and do all these good things. But guess what? What I'm doing only affects D.C. So if you're in my home state of New York or my home state of Florida, I don't know which is his home state anymore. If you're in Montana, you're in Texas, you're in Florida, you need to get your act together. You need to get involved locally. You need to do all these things. That's what I would like to see. That's what I would expect to see and hear. But I don't know yet. There's a whole lot of time left and we'll see what plays out with that. This has been according to Callus, trying to remain positive, trying to encourage you that there is still time to improve things right where you're at. And with that, I will see you on the other side.